Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Sean Cheung. This is The Bigger Picture. Good morning. And we are seeing record-setting numbers across different indexes in the US and in Japan. And we're also on the cuffs of setting a new record-winning streak over in China. So, as we head into this week with such strong momentum, what stories would be front and centre for this week that could possibly impact this momentum in either direction? To bring us up to speed on what we need to know about the week ahead, I have on the phone with me Matt Taylor, the Senior Director of FTI Consulting, with the details. Good morning, Matt. Morning. So, markets ended at a record high in the US. We have some important inflation data out this week. Could you walk us through them? Absolutely. It was another great week for US stocks uh, over the course of uh, the last trading week. And on Friday, we had both the S&P 500 and Dow in the United States ending at fresh record highs. We are in the midst of earnings season as well, and there have been some strong reactions on the market to a number of companies that have impressed the street. So, that's really been driving some of the sentiment out there. Modest gains on Friday for the Dow and S&P 500. The Nasdaq split, but over the course of the week, the S&P 500 advancing by about 1.6%. The Nasdaq was up by 1.4% over the course of the week, and the Dow up by about 1.3%. So that puts both the S&P 500 and Dow at those fresh trading levels. You mentioned Japan as well. Of course, it was uh, a very strong week there last week. In Japan, the market, of course, closed on Friday, but uh, in early trade, in Asia this morning, we are seeing gains for the likes of the Japanese market and the Australian market already up and running, trading higher in the order of around about half of 1%. In the US this week, we will get more clues on just how inflation is tracking and what that could mean for the US Federal Reserve with the release of the core PCE index or the Personal Consumption Expenditure Index. Now, this is the Fed's favourite mode of measuring inflation. So it will be closely watched. And over the year, the core PCE is set to come in at just below 3%, which continues to show that inflation is coming back towards more tolerable levels. Uh, But of course, any reading that is perhaps a little bit above that uh, could mean that the Fed is perhaps not as fast as many out there are anticipating when it comes to lowering interest rates. The expectation is that sometime in the middle of the year, we will see interest rates in the U.S. Uh, start to come down. But of course, as inflation continues uh, to linger around levels that are above the desired band uh, by central banks, then rates are likely to stay higher for longer. Over the weekend as well, we also had some comments out of Warren Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway's annual meeting. Of course, this is also very closely watched by investors out there. Warren Buffett, of course, uh, a well-known investment sage, or as he's uh, known, the Oracle of Omaha, Now, at this meeting, he paid tribute to his former business partner, Charlie Munger, who died in November last year, saying that he was a part older brother and part loving father. Of course, these two worked very closely at the helm of Berkshire Hathaway for decades. Uh, Now, everyone usually likes to hear what Warren Buffett has to say about investment themes at this annual meeting. Uh, And in his letter to shareholders, he said that uh, his sprawling conglomerate, Berkshire Hathaway, which invests in a whole variety of different companies may only slightly outperform the average American company due to its sheer size. But this is the line that people were paying attention to, he says, and the lack of buying opportunities uh, that could make an impact out there, perhaps suggesting that given that the stock market is trading at record highs, that a number of companies, the valuations are looking expensive. So he's not willing to put money to work to invest in companies at these current levels.
Right. So uh, let's also take a look at other markets on the world besides the US. Let's look at China. It's been on the roll for the past week. Uh, this week, we're going to get also some important data of China. What are we looking out for? Yeah, so we have seen China markets roll back to life after the Lunar New Year holiday. Um, in total, there have been about nine consecutive trading sessions of gains. And this week will be important with key manufacturing data due to be released on Friday. We'll get uh, the key PMI data out for the month of February. And it is likely to show that the sector is still in contraction territory. Uh, the National Bureau of Statistics PMI is expected to dip slightly to a reading of about 49.1 from 49.2. Now, this is the index that a reading above 50 suggests either expansion or contraction. So below that 50 level at 49.1 uh, suggests contraction. The Lunar New Year holiday period could act as a bit of a drag on the February numbers as factories, of course, were shut down for the break. But this data will be closely watched for any signs of green shoots in the Chinese economy. Uh, there's been some optimism around in the last week or so, which has really helped spur the equity markets in China. But the worst of the issues affecting the property space could be behind us, and that's really helped out market sentiment. If we do see a better-than-expected number on the manufacturing front, that's also likely to buoy optimism as well. I have on the line with me Matt Taylor, the Senior Director of FTI Consulting. He's walking us through what we need to know about the week ahead. And this would include some data from India and Australia. So let's break them down one by one. Why is India's GDP data that's going to be released later going to be an important story? Yeah, it's important to get a measure of how major economies around the world are performing. And you're right, we will get that uh, fourth quarter and full year GDP number out of India this week. The number is likely to show that the economy grew by 7.2% year-on-year in the final quarter of 2023, and that will be down from the 7.6% that we saw in the prior quarter, in the third quarter. Now, overall, that will take the growth rate in India for the year 2023 to 7.2%, and that would make India the world's fastest-growing major economy over the course of the year, because there was a lot of attention paid to just how major economies globally were performing over the course of last year with some suggestions that we could have been in store for some kind of slowdown. The U.S. recorded stronger numbers than people had been anticipating, and uh, so will India, it seems. So these are important because it gives us a sense of how healthy the global economy is as we move into 2024. Uh, you mentioned the inflation data that we'll be getting out of Australia. These are the monthly numbers uh, for January, and we're likely to see prices uh, tick back up to 3.7% year-on-year. Now, this may complicate things for the Reserve Bank when it next meets. It's still trying to decide if there is the need for an additional rate hike in Australia this year, with inflation still remaining outside of that tolerable comfort zone from the Reserve Bank. So these numbers uh, will be also closely watched on that front. Right, so that's something we should pay attention to, Australian inflation coming out later this week, India GDP as well. Thank you for walking us through all of this, Matt. Thanks very much. All right, this has been The Bigger Picture. Stay here with us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.